Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> Just a Good Burger, please, and I'd like that to go. One Good Burger. Huh? Huh? Ed, I see you. I see you. Don't sell me, Ed. Please. I want to stay here with you. We love you, Ed. Uh, come with us, Ed. Fly, Ed. Fly. Oh. Oh. Ah, I'm flying with fast speed! Ah, ah, woo! Whee! Oh, flying with hamburgers! Ah, ah, ah. Three. Two. One, go. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Countdown to Geek Town. My name's Lyle, bitch, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy. We're taking over the show. That's me. Countdown to Geek Town. Please edit it out. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Countdown to Geek Town, episode 58. My name is Lyle. With me, as always, is Andy, my co-host. That's me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're taking over this episode this week, guys. Uh, this is Lyle and Andy. We're from Side Splitters, typically, and we decided to switch things up a bit. And uh, Jesse and Eric, if you want them, go listen to this week's edition of Side Splitters. They're going to be doing that. Meanwhile, we're going to be taking care of Countdown to Geek Town, probably ruining everything, because this is way more complex of a show than we could ever imagine with how we do side splitters, which is basically just, well, what do you got, Andy? Nothing? Me neither. Let's wing it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the whole bullshitting aspect of it that we've kind of built from the ground up on, on our podcast specifically. So actually hearing how uh, those guys do over there, I'm really, really curious. Also thought... Hmm. Did I want to try a southern accent for this episode? Could I? I don't know if I can. I might not be able to hold it. <laughs> I say you can go in and out if you needed to. <laughs> I'll just, you know, spirit of countdown to Geek Town. You gotta, you gotta have a little drawl on it. <laughs> there you go. Every once in a while, just put a little drawl in your words. I can't. Yeah. Do that, so I had enough problems imitating uh, Eric in the opening segment. So yeah, <laughs> that's all you're getting out of me. <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, so what do you what do you have for us uh, to talk about there, Lyle? <laughs> well, uh, in the spirit, Lilabeth. <laughs> in the spirit of how they do things, typically on this uh, on this show, uh, we have weekly news. We have um, a segment that you may have already heard earlier on uh, Good Burger, and we're going to give a rating, and then our top five. Uh, uh, Movies regarding food. Oh, and I have a hell of a top five. I can imagine that you probably haven't heard at least three of them on the list. Three? Yeah, probably three. On what list? On uh, what we were just talking about, man. The top five movies oh, so regarding food. I can guess three of them on your list is what you're saying. 
You can't guess. Oh, I can't guess. I have not heard of them. I see. You, I, you probably have never heard of these movies. I slipped out halfway through when you were saying stuff. Again, unprepared. Like, man, yeah, totally. Un- you, you're you're speaking words, but you're not even listening to them. <laughs> um, it's all good. Anyway, so yeah, I guess we should just get started with the news, right? Uh, I suppose. So, what what do you got on your plate here? <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. I have a <laughs> few minor things. One big thing, um, I'm going to hold on to that because I have a feeling you have a lot more than I do. Um, oh, I have a ton of stuff. Yeah, I have... Target is getting a dangerous Mario Kart makeover. Uh, basically, As in they're going to allow people to throw turtle shells at each other in the hallways or <laughs> pop balloons? I don't. I don't understand what you mean by that. They're taking the shopping carts and turning them into uh, what would look like Mario Karts, like like carts from the game Mario Kart. Uh, it's to promote the launch of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on April 28th for Nintendo Switch. I got, man, I, I love the idea that they're going to celebrate the relaunch of a game that's already come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they did it with Pokemon Go, so it was that. So, so Target's right. kind of doing a, a video game thing lately. Yeah, they're they're trying to separate themselves a lot from Walmart just because they're like, well, we already know you go to Walmart for everything. What, what are you going to do at Target? Well, we got video game promotions and carts and we'll let you throw a turtle shell or two. <laughs> <laughs> Pop balloons. <laughs> I also have... Um... To the asshole that threw the blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the CD rack. It's not his fault. That he has more money than you do, and he's in first place, and you're not. <laughs> right, yeah, just seeks out the customer with the most money in their bank account. <laughs> that guy's in first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I also have um, a thing where they're going to start launching wearable Pokeball mint dispensers uh, so that you can wear <laughs> Pokeballs on your belt to dispense mints so you can battle bad breath. Spearmint, I'll choose you. <laughs> no, attack gingivitis. Use clean breath. Oh my god, you sound like the trainer on the one episode of Pokemon. Yeah, we're going into this. The one episode of the Pokemon uh, anime when when the, the trainer was clearly a southern guy and had a Sandshrew. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Sandshrew, get back in the pool. <laughs> Sandshrew, get back in the pool. <laughs> Water ain't supposed to hurt you. Shake it off. Use rapid spin. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so on to a little bit bigger. Your Pikachu about... don't impress me. <laughs> <laughs> on to a bigger piece of news that I have. Not entirely the biggest piece, but bigger. Mm. Uh, so Eric and Jesse last week talked about the discontinuation, bigger is the, better. Uh, the discontinuation of the NAS Classic. Um, what they didn't get a chance to touch on, because I don't think it was announced yet, they announced, well, I don't even think it's been officially announced, it's kind of rumored, the SNES Classic is coming out later this year, which we can only oh, right, imagine... Oh, right, yeah, no, it, it, has not, it has not been given an official release yet. Right, which we can only imagine is just going to be the same thing as the NES Classic, except Super Nintendo is uh, yeah. regular NES. No, so. I, I'd, I'd imagine, although the, the trick is to figure out exactly which games are going to be featured on it, because, you know, think, like, when you think of the SNES, what, what's the first titles that come to mind for you? I mean, Mario, Metroid, Zelda, Donkey Kong. Am I, are you waiting for me to say one? <laughs> Contra, Fester's Quest, Vaccine. That, that's that's the NES. Like I'm, I'm, 
And that was you said? Oh, the SNES. Okay, uh, Mario, Zelda, he, he kept, Metroid. Kept all these names they're not even relevant to the console we are speaking about. Yeah, they are. Mario, Zelda, Metroid. So, I mean, Super Mario World, uh, Link to the Past. I mean, franchises, yeah. but that's... Okay, Super Mario World, Link to the Past, Super Metroid, um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, Super Punch-Out. So pretty much just the SNES versions of all the games they had on the NES Classic. <laughs> I mean, why not? I, I'm, I would like to see a couple of them. I'd like to see Chrono Trigger. I'd like to see Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Uh, Final Fantasy III. Um, Japanese just, Six. Yeah, just to name a few. That's that's some... Oh, you know what would be awesome? And I thought about this, too. What if... Mm. Okay, what if they released Earthbound? And then with Earthbound, they actually released Mother 3, English version. Earthbound and Mother 3? Mother 3 has never been released in English. So this no, is a is, perfect opportunity for them to do it. You know? That's something I thought about. And I was like, oh, that would be perfect. Like, this is this is the way to do it. And nothing boosts sales, as if you need to, but nothing will boost sales more than doing that. Like, releasing Mother 3 in English on this device. Yeah, like that. That would be like a premier thing for them to do. You you could just go with a um, you know, saying since it's never been released in the West before, just like oh hey, by the way, if you pick up this console, you can get this uh, game that's never been in America before. And then they'll probably be like, you know, oh, we only made thirty thousand. Like we didn't think anybody would want more than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. You know what? <laughs> People hate on them for that, but I think that's. Look, when you have consoles that don't sell that well, I mean, you can go back to the GameCube. The GameCube at first did not really take off. You had PS2 and Xbox just came out. So GameCube really didn't take off as much as they'd hoped for. Plus, they didn't launch it with a Mario game, which was weird for Nintendo to do. Uh, they launched it with a Luigi game instead. Well, I mean, to be fair, like Luigi had, never really had his own title anyway, so... I mean, it was fine. I was absolutely fine with them having Luigi having, like, a, a launch title because, I mean, man deserves it. He's going through a lot of shit. You know how many crevices he's fallen on Mario's behalf? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, you had that, and, you know, it didn't do too well with launch. And then the Wii, and the Wii had, like, an okay launch, and then once, like, it started getting its wheels and finding its audience, which was, like, you know, mothers and grandmothers and, you know, not your hardcore gamers. Once it started finding that niche, that audience, then it really took off, and I feel like Nintendo wasn't at fault for not having that many because they probably knew this shit is going to die off at any moment. So, that's probably why they didn't make that many and why they sold out so quickly. Um, the Wii U, same thing, although they were right about the Wii U. <laughs> Yeah, that that thing was like a crash and burn from the start. Right. They, at the very least, they should have named it something that was way different from Wii. Yeah, so, I mean, who can blame them for only making a few NES Classics and a few Nintendo Switches? Because, why would you not? Why would you over-make it and then not be able to sell any, like you did with the Wii U? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they do not have their fingers on the pulse as far as that goes, that is for sure. Yeah, but anyway, so that's... Oh, I got one other thing, too. Uh, I also have <laughs> the big one. Miley Cyrus is going to be in Guardians 2. Spoiler alert. Uh, I, I only heard about this because you brought it up, and I just... I They have a wasted opportunity because she totally could have been a gender-swapped wrecking ball. But... <laughs> 
Okay, so the quote unquote geniuses over at Marvel. If if you don't want to see any teasers or, or hear any teasers rather for that matter, uh don't listen because <laughs> there's I'm not giving away any spoilers for Guardians Two, but there are gonna be a few teasers here regarding uh what characters are being played by who. Uh so we have obviously Yondu is Michael Rooker. Um Okay, so they have five post-credit scenes. I think they touched on this last week. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, yeah, that is insane. That is that is a hell of a lot of attention that you have to draw after the movie's already done. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Eric and Jesse touched on this last week or not. I don't remember, but they have five post-credit scenes, uh, and one of them apparently features the original Guardians lineup, which includes Yondu, which is Michael Rooker, uh, Charlie Twenty Seven, who's going to be played by Ving Rhames. Uh, Aleta Agra, who is Michelle Yella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Stallone is going to be playing, Sly Stallone is going to be playing Stalker Agrod. And uh, the two other characters, Grugar and Mainframe. It was speculated that Michael Rosenbaum is playing Grugar since James Gunn has confirmed in interviews that the actor does not have an important role in the movie, but neither the producer nor director would say who plays Mainframe. Um, and then journalists got to speak with the both director and producer who confirmed that Miley Cyrus is going to be the one playing mainframe. So Miley Cyrus—that is, is insane. In, yeah, she's going to be in Guardians two in one of the post-credit scenes, and she's playing mainframe. Well, that's not so bad. Like I, I was picturing her being like a part of the movie. Movie, and I'm I'm glad they can they can keep it to the post-credit. That's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's for now. I mean, if they end up doing something in Guardians 3 or, you know, there's going to be Marvel's Phase 4 lineup that's still coming out, and who knows what they're going to have in that, so... I did I did hear one thing, um, that they did confirm one one particular character for Guardians 3. Who's that? Uh, Adam Warlock. Really? They confirmed? I didn't see that. Yeah, apparently, um, James Gunn is going to be directing it, and they he did confirm that Adam Warlock is going to be a character in uh, Volume 3. Who who uh, directs it? <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> uh, I would like to see Nova in one of these. How is that not a thing yet? I mean, they did introduce the Nova Corps. That's, I mean, I guess if if you want to infer that Nova is hanging around, that that'd be the way to do it. Yeah, but I want to actually see. He was part of the Guardians. I mean, why is he not in one of these? <sighs> he's been a Marvel character that has been like all over the place. Uh, he's found he's found homes with Spider-Man, and he's found homes with like all other heroes. Uh, he's been everywhere. But... Yeah, but I always known him as a Guardian of the Galaxy. Like that's how I've known who they even were. Uh, okay, here here we go. With the way that they've set up the MCU now, I think that the best place for him would probably be the Captain Marvel movie. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. What um what news do you have? All right. So this one is one that I remember uh if we're going to be going into Marvel move, uh news uh talk about our comic book characters and such. I have a few. <laughs> uh <laughs> One one is that uh apparently they're giving they're finally giving uh Deadpool a nemesis. Oh? Yeah. I was surprised about it myself. Um cuz you know, he's been He's been tangling with X-Men and, and uh, New Mutants and um, even, for, for goodness sake, Howard the Duck villains. So we're talking about comic books, not the movie Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob Leefield is teasing his arch nemesis. And 
there's a graphic novel hitting around the beginning of May, like May 17th, something like that. And uh, the, I'm not too keen on the name of the character. It's apparently this big Hulkin dude, and uh, they didn't really show off what his actual name is going to be. But they did say that Deadpool refers to him as Thumper. Thumper. Yeah. It's not really his name. Um, it's they're just that's just what Deadpool calls him. Um, and they, they they were talking about how like you know he hasn't really had a nemesis the entire time he's been around. Like he's always been fighting other people's villains, so they just wanted to give him something to to fight or do. But the one thing I like is that they're going to revisit um, X Force because they're saying like you know he started crossing paths with this Thumper guy like back in like you know 1990. So uh, they're going after the old X Force crew that was like put together back then. Like how many how many members of X Force can you name from the early 90s? Two. <laughs> Which ones? Well, three maybe. I noticed Deadpool Cable wasn't Archangel a part of X Force as well at one point? No, not 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 at that time, no. Oh, oh, you mean specifically from that time? Then probably just Deadpool and uh, and uh, Cable, unless like I don't, I don't know if Domino was a part of it or whatever. But yes, she was. Okay, Domino. She certainly was. There's only three other members. Was one of them Gideon? No. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm out of ideas. All right, so a uh, couple, a few known characters, but definitely one it was uh, Thunderbird. Ah, oh, yeah, Thunderbird. Uh, Shatterstar. That one I don't know. Is a guy in a white, um, it was like a white outfit with swords, and he had a kind of like a, uh, I guess the best way I could describe it was a manly tiara, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like this like starburst over his uh, his uh, one eye. But, yeah, it was him and um, Maverick. Maverick, I remember. Yes. I do remember Maverick. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know yeah, they're so talking that's... about making an X-Force movie as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are doing some stuff with um, New Mutants. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know they actually are having a new Warriors TV show. Really? Yeah. They just revealed that lineup. Oh man, this is this is going to be something. Because <laughs> it's apparently on um, uh, Freeform. Ah, that's like the Cloak and Dagger show. Yeah, so they got the Cloak and Dagger thing, which is a part of. Um, they they did release a trailer for that this week. Yeah. Um, and I what 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 do you think of it? I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me too much of like. A teenage drama, <laughs> like like uh like Blossom with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, like supernatural or like even I guess kind of Buffy ish feel to it. Oh yeah, Buffy felt a little bit more adulterated than this looks. I don't know. And the trailer took yeah, a little I... long to uh, it took a little long for them to reveal their powers. Yeah, because they're just kind of like marinating off of the uh, acting abilities of the characters. I'm like, uh, no, uh, I can't. You're going to have to give me something. If it's a Cloak and Dagger show, it's got to feel like Cloak and Dagger, not, oh, I wanted to be a ballerina, but I stabbed this man with a ray of light. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then when they finally do do start showing off their powers, I wasn't all that impressed. Like, I was kind of thinking, okay, they're building up, they're building up, they're building up, and they're going to really blow me away with special effects for a TV show on Freeform. I don't know why I was thinking that, but that's what I was thinking, and (laughs) I obviously was disappointed because I was not blown away. I wasn't even 
slightly amused, let alone impressed. I was just like, really? That's what we're getting? And I mean, that could mean nothing. I mean, for, for all we know, the special effects could have nothing to do with anything, and it could have a really good story and, you know, really good directing and all the other yeah. things that people swear up and down about the DB- DC shows on uh, the Shirtless Boy Network or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, honestly, like, I didn't even hear of Freeform until this trailer's dropped. Isn't it like... They're like, oh! I think it's like ABC Family, but they renamed it the Freeform, like, a couple months ago. Ugh. Yeah, I, I have not been keeping track. I, I still haven't had, like, a television provider service for, for, for years now. Yeah, my wife watches a lot of television, so. But either way, uh, to to the to the crux of this, uh, the New Warriors is getting a show. It's a live action, thirty minute comedy series, and the characters it's going to feature is Microbe, Night Thrasher, Mister Immortal, Debris, Speedball, and Squirrel Girl. Oh my God! Finally, Squirrel Girl. I knew they were going to do something with her character eventually. Yeah, they even announced uh, the the people going to be playing the characters, but for the life of me, I don't recognize any of these names. Yeah, I've been telling people for a while now. Everyone always says, like, oh, you always know when to buy comics and all that because you buy them so cheap and then you sell them for so much. That wasn't the case at all. I didn't know shit. I just got really lucky. But what I was telling people when they were asking me about how I do it is I was like, just kind of look at obscure Marvel characters right now uh, that have a good fan base to them. For example, Squirrel Girl, and this is something I've been telling people. They're going to make something with Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl in it, I promise. It might be a TV show, it might be a movie, it's going to be a live-action thing, I promise. They're not going to live that character alone. Like, they're going to bring that into the MCU somehow. And here we are. <laughs> and and when they do, I'm sure that, you know, people are going to go... One of two things is going to happen. Either people are going to go, Oh my god, it's, it's half-woman, half-squirrel, and she can command squirrels. This is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. Or they're going to go, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Get this off my television set. Either way, you're not going to lose out on a lot of money because the first appearance of Squirrel Girl comic wasn't a whole lot to begin with. I think it was like 20 bucks, maybe. So it wasn't a huge investment. Right. Um, yeah. It wasn't quite like Groot. Everyone, I didn't think Groot was going to blow up as much as he did. I thought for sure Rocket Raccoon was going to be the big factor in Guardians of the Galaxy when it first got announced. I was like, it's a talking raccoon that has an attitude, guns, and is played by Bradley Cooper. Everyone is going to freaking love that character. Nope, instead they go for the guy that just says, I am Groot 27 times. Like, who would do? A lot of that deals with the animators, because I think the facial expressions that Groot gives really yeah. portrays the character very well. I mean, it's Vin Diesel, too. Like, he can he can, he can can sell ice to an Eskimo, yeah, <laughs> just as know- long as he said it, ice <laughs> to an Eskimo, <laughs> with his gruff voice. Oh, my God. But at the same time, the animators could could uh, be given credit for what they did with Rocket Raccoon. I mean, and and Bradley that, that Cooper. I mean, come on, it's Bradley Cooper. That's he's the new Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on a second. Don't get all crazy. If you could sell Eagles here's... tickets, hold on. If you could sell Philadelphia Eagles tickets, you can sell Ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> Had to work that football in there, didn't you? Hey, man. People of Tennessee have to hear about the horrible Eagles. Oh, I mean they they have heard, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, if they as, as, as a side anything. note, hold on, because I, I because it is it is countdown to Geek Town, and I feel even more so trying to flex some 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 nerd muscles while I'm here. Um, <laughs> you do recall 
that Squirrel Girl does have a companion, right? Uh, she has several. Are you talking about Squirrely Joe? The 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 main squirrel in her in her menagerie, I suppose. Um, give me a moment. There's Squirrely Joe. There's Tippy Toe. Tippy Toe. There okay. you go. Yep, I'm familiar with Tippy Toe. All right. I just I I just wanted to see if you knew the oh, name yeah. of her squirrel yeah. companions. Flex on, nerd boy. <laughs> 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 Did you know she actually hates squirrels? Uh, yeah, actually. All right. <laughs> she thinks they're just little fluffy rats with ta- with fluffy tails. Hates them. <laughs> I mean, she's entitled. <laughs> she's correct. A yeah, squirrel is yeah, just a rat true. with a fluffy tail, 100%. All right. I think I think we hit enough uh I think we hit enough news. What do you think? <laughs> Did we? I mean, cuz I could I could go on for days. You have any other big things? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, one that I think uh, is pretty interesting. Go ahead, what do you got? Uh, all right, so apparently uh, the next the next Olympics to take place is taking place uh, in China, or uh, yeah, yeah, it's in it's in Asia. I think specifically China. Uh, it's the 2018 and 2022 Asian Games. The program is trying to include esports. In the Olympics, really? Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're um, they will feature a, an official medal event, a medal event for esports at the Asian Olympics. Well, uh, that's, the, that's a hell of a place to start it, <laughs> right? And um, for the types of games expected to feature, they're looking at uh, competition for MOBAs, uh, RTAs. And FIFA 2017. I wonder how you. I mean, I guess you already have to be like um, sponsored and all that, because I know there are people out there that are sponsored, that have sponsored teams, especially for like MOBAs and stuff. Yeah. Like, I know Dota has a lot of sponsored teams and all that, so that's a thing. Oh, and there's something on Dota too that we want to touch on. Yeah, because um, apparently in order for you to uh, participate in rank matches and for your rank to actually go anywhere, you have to register a phone number mm-hmm. uh, to your account. I guess it's uh, to prevent people from um, <laughs> smurfing. <laughs> yeah. I, I've only been made aware of that term more recently, and I, I cannot believe I haven't heard of it beforehand. But yeah, people are apparently they are smurfing. They are smurfing it up with their smurfing selves. <laughs> For those that don't know, smurfing refers to a um, a term used to uh, uh, make a new account. If you're really skilled at a specific game, let's say, for example, Dota in this case, if you're really skilled at Dota, your ranking will be so high, you'll only be paired with other people of your skill level. So you'll smurf an account, uh, which means you'll make a new account, which will start you at the bottom, and this way you can just kind of stomp all the competition because you already have a higher skill level, and all these people are just starting off. It kind of ruins the fun for new players, um, and I don't really see the enjoyment out of it if you are skilled. Um to me, I feel like that's a waste of time, but a lot of people like to do it for some reason. So, I mean, I, I suppose I can see the appeal of it, just because you're like, well, I'm having an off day. Let me just let me just beat up some noobs. I, I need to feel like I'm actually good at this game after five losses in a row. You are still going with some of that. It it breaks in and out from time to time, and I can't I can't keep what part of the south I'm from apparently, but I'm having fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's fun. All right. So, esports and the Olympics. Yeah, like, weird concept. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, at the same token, I kind of appreciate people that can do that, but that's more of a, a mental conditioning and accomplishment versus, like, you know, all the physical stuff that is usually portrayed in the Olympics. Call me crazy, but you know what? If you get games like Shuffleboard and Water Polo and all the other, like, Flag Have you ever watched Water Polo? <laughs> I have not. Man, that is intense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, look, all I'm saying is, if you can get some of those games like that, and you know what? Maybe Water Polo is not a good example. I haven't watched it to judge, but... You you are trying to stay alive at the same token making points in a game, like it is no shallow end. Like this is all deep end stuff. Like you are you are trying to condition yourself to stay above water and not die in front of your entire country, nay the world, <laughs> and you're also trying to score points on top of it. It in, in a giant cement pond. <laughs> you sound like the unpopular kid at a party from high school that no one invited him to and he just showed up somehow that is constantly trying to impersonate Mitch Hedberg right now. That's what you sound like. I am to please. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we move on to the review? <laughs> I, I think everybody is, uh, anybody that's left <laughs> is actually looking forward to that. I don't think anyone's looking forward to it. <laughs> Probably not, but we'll, we'll, we'll we're going to try. <laughs> Excuse me. Look, I ordered one good burger with nothing on it. And that's what I gave you. No, you gave me a bun. Just a bun. Look, there's no meat in here. But you said you wanted nothing on it. Yes, well, I expected a meat patty. Dude, a meat patty is something. You said nothing. Fizz, is a meat patty something or nothing? Uh, something? I win. All right, that rips it. I am reporting your name to the manager. The manager already knows my name. Oh, I'll see you in hell. Okay, see you there. So as Eric and Jesse announced for us last week, we had this plan for a while, by the way. Uh, we Surprise. You were <laughs> betrayed by those you loved dearest. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, the six listeners that we have are like, who the hell are these southern guys? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> God, they're way better than Lyle and Andy. Oh, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> All, All right, I'll I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it was getting uncomfortable <laughs> for me. Right? Yeah, I bet. Um, no, it, and that's that's one of my worst fears is that they actually do a better job at size footers than we do. <laughs> Could you imagine that? People are like, you know, oh, hey, these guys should stick around, or like, you know, they'll just jump ship to, uh, you know. <laughs> to be like, ah, oh, we'll just listen to Countdown to Geek Town the whole time. Imagine it. I'm expecting it. <laughs> so, the uh, the clip here is going to be the, uh, the the burger with nothing on it. And I gotta say this much. The comedy that comes from this movie uh, comes from these kind of segments here, where, where the character Ed, uh, Kel Mitchell's character, is just sitting there going... Uh, that's what I gave you, a burger with nothing on it. Like, his his beyond belief stupidity <laughs> of, like, you know, doing things very matter-of-factly. Like, if you tell him you want a burger with nothing on it, you're getting two hamburger buns. Like, a you know, just one hamburger bun, two halves. 
no beef patty, nothing. You're getting nothing on it. A beef patty is something. You ask for nothing, therefore you get nothing. <laughs> like, that is comedy gold <laughs> in this movie. That is the only comedy gold you're getting in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's all those little interactions that, like, stack on top of each other that actually makes it a really good movie. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as saying a really good movie. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It's it was enjoyable. I, I'll be honest. I expected um, going into this movie. I thought I liked it as a kid, but I thought going into it that I was going to hate it as an adult and just it wouldn't hold up or anything like that. But surprisingly, it held up a little bit, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I bet. You, on the other hand, you 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 can actually recite this movie. Oh yeah, no, by heart. I, I know I know the movie quite well. Not like as much behind the scenes stuff as uh, as a, a true fanatic of a movie would know, but I know the movie fairly well. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I wanted to do a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> of course you did. Not nobody who knows this would be surprised by that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I I liked it. I liked. What I didn't understand, though, was... Here's the thing. The the quote-unquote bad guy of the movie, the mm-hmm. Mondo Burger company, yeah. I don't understand what they were doing wrong. Up until the point where they started doing stuff illegally, I don't understand what they were doing wrong. Um, They were just squashing the competition, which, I mean... That's business. Yeah, it's business, but it's evil. No, it's not. It's business. <laughs> you don't you don't destroy others to build yourself up. You build yourself up and be the best in spite of the other people. I mean, that's kind of what they were doing. They had bigger burgers. Deal with it. <laughs> I love how that that is what gets you on the good side of American consumerism. You just have to have the bigger burger. I mean, look, if if you have two burgers, okay? And one of them is wimpy, 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 and the other one's hefty, hefty, hefty. And they're both the same <laughs> price. <laughs> and they're both the same uh-huh. price. You're obviously going to go with the hefty one. <laughs> Unless one of them tastes better than the others, which is why the uh, sauce thing is what got them back in business. Because Ed revealed that he has his own secret sauce, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, this sauce is amazing. Put it on the burgers. They put it on the burgers. Good Burger is doing well again. Mondo Burger is... Uh, struggling for business the way Bur- Good Burger was. Mm. So, I mean, that was... That's Why is that okay? Why is it okay to all of a sudden say, we have this secret sauce? We're not going to tell anyone what's in it, but we have the secret sauce. We put it on the burger, and now all of a sudden the burger is good, and now all of a sudden all the business is coming to us. Why are they not a bad guy? Because uh, how Mondo Burger fired back is what made them evil. Because they were like, no. not only are we going we gonna to in- introduce more poisons into our food, just to make it bigger and more impressive in face of their succulent lemonade barbecue flavored burgers, um, which apparently was a thing, by the way. Uh, they they decided to break into their facility and then poison their sauce. So they're not only are they poisoning their own customers with illegal food additives, but then they are taking legitimate poison and putting it into their competitors' food. Yeah, but they were already deemed evil before they did that. Yeah. That's my problem with this movie. Like, you can't just say someone's evil. That's the problem with this movie? Yeah, because they're... Tr- well, that's one of my problems. That's that's a problem... About that to say, because there's got to be more. That's a problem I realized I had in adulthood. I didn't realize that problem as a kid. Now, as, as an adult, that's like, well, Mondo Burger's clearly the better business model here. They're not the bad guys. 
Because Good Burger yeah. just did the exact same thing, and for some reason they are the good guys. Yeah, but the entire basis of their business requires them to put this illegal food additive in their but, in their stuff. But we don't know that right away, and we are automatically supposed to assume they are the bad guy just because they're opposing Good Burger. No, no, no. We we get the idea that they're bad guys because of a how they treat uh, Keenan Thompson's character during his orientation there. No, uh, no. They, he that was totally well deserved. <laughs> First of all, he acted like a jackass. He didn't follow instructions at all. Let me tell you something. As someone that's constantly <laughs> having, <laughs> as someone that's constantly has to deal with summertime oh, help, son. <laughs> for someone that constantly has to deal with summertime help at my job, like I could completely understand why that dude exploded the way he did on Keenan Thompson. And quite frankly, I would have did it a lot earlier than he did because he gave him a couple of chances. And it wasn't until he was sitting there trying to give a motivational speech to his crew that Keenan Thompson just decided to not only not pay attention, but then make fun of him for it as well. Yeah, it's very well deserved. He's lucky he didn't get worse than what he got. Again, I don't think Mondo Burger was the bad guy until it was revealed they were doing illegal stuff. That's a different story. But they, you didn't know that right away. You're just automatically supposed to assume they're the bad guy. Okay. <laughs> now, I will. I will. I will let you have that. But still, they're jerks. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know they're jerks right away. You're just supposed to assume they're jerks. How about this as jerks? How about the? Uh, the guys that are using a cook that's using a spatula as a fly swatter how about the guys that has an oxygen tank right next to an open fire grill <laughs> why are they not bad guys because <laughs> they're charming because <laughs> they're lovably charming <laughs> how about the fact that the customer service is horrible at good burger <laughs> <laughs> that horrible is a strong word. The opening scene of the movie, no one would take the guy's order because the quote-unquote counter guy wasn't in yet. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I haven't worked directly in fast food, but I have worked in food service. And I got to tell you, if you were there and not taking the customer's order because you weren't the person that normally does that, you would get fired <laughs> on the spot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% true. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so how about how about the, the the thing with the movie where they they don't know how to 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 get between the acts like they don't know how to go from Act One to Act Two so they just like shoehorn a reason to get to Act Two. <laughs> Same thing with like Act Three. So the whole asylum thing, man. Okay, that could never ever happen in real life. Not only could it not happen in real life, but it, it, there's something funny about that that I found. Um, this is kind of a spoiler that... for uh, anyone who hasn't seen Iron Fist yet. It might be a little bit for you, because I'm sure you haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to, to bring myself to care, so go ahead. <laughs> it's good, but I'm not going to get into that right now. There is um, moments where people are put into an asylum in Iron Fist, similar to how it happened here. Someone with power was just like, you're going into an asylum, and no one's going to believe anything you say because anything that comes out of your mouth is going to sound like you belong here. Kind of like what they did with Ed. <laughs> like, Ed seems like he belongs in a mental asylum, probably because he does. But, you know, so he was kind of stuck there for a little while, but they eventually just broke out, and that's the part that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, someone someone of power, because when you're pulling down that, you know, fast food franchise money of Mondo Burger <laughs> and their one location, like, that gives you all the ties in the world to be able to lock somebody up in an asylum and never hear from them again. <laughs> Did you not see their grand opening? Yeah, which is another weird thing. Like, he, he must be pulling down some trust fund money That's to be I'm able saying. to afford clearly, all that. Clearly, he had some sort of power. 
Fair. Still, though, like, you can't just make somebody disappear like that, especially on, um, you know, like, they couldn't be able to hold them in the asylum. You can know the director of an asylum, yeah, but, like, have the, the nursing staff on board, the doctor staff, because there's a lot of medical personnel goes into asylum that is actually doesn't work for the institution. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> maybe, maybe. Not to break apart a Nickelodeon movie. Me, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> maybe Trust Fund Boy owns the asylum. Maybe that's where the money comes from and the power. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I think I I kind of like uh, that that scene actually, like the whole thing from the time they get there to like the musical number. Um, <laughs> I I love Abe Bogota. Oh my god, I love Abe Bogota in this movie. <laughs> I'll tell you what I didn't love. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of musical numbers in any sense of the word. If you're gonna have a musical number to to a movie, I don't think. Don't put it in there like in the middle of like to me it was just it didn't belong. That was my thing. Like the whole you know, let's let's have Kel have this song about how he's talking about or not Kel, damn it. <laughs> Ed have this song about how he's talking about everyone's a dude, even he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes, whatever. Which, you know, speaks on something with today's political correctness, but we won't get into that. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's funny that you say that because because of uh, him going through the right channels for that, that song actually did make it on the Billboard 100. <laughs> of course it did. Anyway. I am, I am not even kidding about that. Like, that is that is amazing that a song from Good Burger made it on the Billboard top charts. Well, it, the, thing, the thing that I liked about that was they just kind of put it in there every once in a while. Like, he would just sing it in the shower uh, or something like that. You know, just whatever. He just It's got a catchy sang. hook. It does have a catchy hook. And it's fine that the way that they put that into the movie. But when they drop a George Clinton song in the middle of a metal institution scene, which was kind of already shoehorned in to begin with, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, oh, look, it's George Clinton, and he's going to sing a part, you know, and they're all going to do a dance to it all of a sudden. Because now all of a sudden they can perfectly choreograph a dance to this random George Clinton song. That was a little much for me. <laughs> that <laughs> was, was the height of too yeah, much hurry. Yeah, that was just kind of where I was just like, really? <laughs> the mental institution was enough. You didn't need to have the song in there. <laughs> and that's that's how they break out. They get the guards to start dancing so that they can just randomly... This, this high school student can just knock out two guards by mistaking his uh, dance moves. Yeah, that makes sense. And then and then flee flee the scene in an ice cream truck. <laughs> flee the scene in an ice cream truck. No one can catch these two guys because you know there's only two guards on staff at all times in a mental institution. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we spent enough time on this. <laughs> so what what would you actually give the movie? Because honestly, like the humor in it alone, I'm sorry, there was something that at least made me chuckle. Like every like. Seven to ten minutes. Okay. I would actually give the movie anywhere between a seven and a seven point five, and it is because of the humor. Because, look, I'm not that big of a stickler for for uh, movies being that horribly made. There were some parts that annoyed me, like the musical number and all that, and the fact that they just automatically assumed Mondo Burger was a bad guy. But it didn't annoy me enough to the point that I was just like, I can never watch this movie, because I have a stick up my ass. I don't care. It, the movie made me laugh a couple times. It. 
it was something that I had to remind myself constantly that this is a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, and and it's meant for kids. Even though at one point, you know, Ed says, uh, you know, is it because I'm black that we can't hang out? <laughs> that scene, man, I it took me back. Like, like I was I was taken aback by that when I first heard that. I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> In a Nickelodeon movie, <laughs> or even even the scene where um. The, the burger with nothing on it, you know, at the end of it, he goes, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> and he's like, okay, see you there. <laughs> yeah, like, again, Nickelodeon <laughs> movie. But either way, like, um, there were a couple parts that, that really made me laugh. Like, uh, uh, for some reason to this day, it still gets me. The scene where, <laughs> first of all, Shaquille O'Neal's in the movie. Yay! The scene where they delivered a burger to Shaquille O'Neal, and mm-hmm. <laughs> he complains that there's no tomato on the burger. And he just slips one out of his shirt pocket, slaps it on there, and says, consider yourself tomatoed. It, I don't know why, it just gets me every time. <laughs> oh, oh man. Like, I love that. I, I love, like, the the uh, the interactions he has with that one chick that's just trying to, like, charm charm the, the, the Krabby Patty formula out of him, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> comparison. That one chick was a, you know, pre-plastic surgery Carmen Electra. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, my God, the difference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Roxanne. <laughs> oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. This is probably something that I never would have dreamed in a million years I would have ever noticed by watching a movie like Good Burger. But the person that does the music, the score to the entire movie, is... um. God, I can't think of his name. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I don't care. <laughs> they do it all the time. They do it all the time. Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland did it. Um, now, I'm sure you're sitting there going, who the hell is Stuart Copeland? I'm going to tell you who it is. He's the drummer for the uh, band called The Police. The band that sings the song Roxanne, which is probably why that song was in there. Probably, okay. And it just kind of took me back. I was like, Wow, Stuart Copeland's a really good, underrated drummer. He's like, he's really good. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that on this podcast. That's something for our own. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that own. at some point later on, I'm sure. Um, um, do, do you um, do you know how much they actually spent on, on making this movie? I do not. Okay, so Good Burger, the, the budget for the movie was $9 million. Like, not even the tens of millions. It was just $9 million to make this movie. And I bet you that a lot of it was just for, like, uh, sets, and um, probably a good portion of it was spent on the car. Um, <laughs> I would say that the, uh, the, the cameos would probably have... Yeah, the, actually, too. the cameos would probably do it, too. Because, I mean, um, you, have, you have Shaquille O'Neal, you have yep. Sinbad, who was huge at the time, yep. <laughs> uh, Carmen Electra, and George Clinton. And, and yeah... Yeah, true. Um, yeah, and it, even though it, they only spent nine million dollars to make it, it still grossed back uh, over eight million dollars just here. That's not including international. So, like, that's actually pretty good. Um, you know, and on top of that, they got all the notoriety from having like a song from the movie on the on the Billboard 100 charts. Um, Keenan and Kel was a very popular show, like at the time on Nickelodeon. So, I mean, yeah, it. It it more than made it back for all the uh, all the investment to it. And fun little side fact that I didn't realize at the time either. Um, but apparently, in order for them to uh, first of all, they had a shit ton of actual food on set, like <laughs> all the time. Um, and the way they used to make it look so fresh 
even through all the cuts and like you know takes and everything like that, was uh, Elmer's glue. Really? Yeah, they apparently put Elmer's glue on a lot of their stuff to give it that sheen to it, like it was fresh, even though it's been sitting out all day long. That makes sense. Yeah, and even the ice cream that he served uh, was not actual ice cream. Like a lot of that was. Um, no, it was. Uh, um, oh, what was it? It was like some sort of like corn corn syrup and uh, something else with like food coloring added to it. Like, oh, that is gross. Like that guy was like in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of that. The milkshake machine and all that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that was just like corn syrup and some other stuff. Uh, and it, it ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So I, I would say at best seven point five. What do you give the movie? Um, I gave it a seven. And, oh God! Uh, How did you give it a better rating than, or I gave it a better rating than you? I have no idea, cause like. <laughs> I mean, because, okay, the movies in my top spot are some pretty good movies. So, for me to look at Good Burger, I'm like, I didn't hate it. Uh, it's still, like, it has more charm. It is not a great movie. Um, you can even argue that it might not even constitute as a good movie. But it is a charming movie. And charm only gets you so far. Like, when you, when you look at the end of the day, there's almost no substance to it at all besides SNL-quality jokes. Charm Which makes sense Charm. because it's a skit movie. Charm only gets you as far as oh, I don't know, doing someone else's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. That's, that's about right. <laughs> All um, right. So then, yeah, I, I give it a solid seven. Okay, so seven, seven point five for me somehow. Uh, what about um, the top five? We have the uh, top five food-related movies. Yeah, top five food food. The so, top five food-related movies. Before yes. we get into it, you know, uh, one thing that Eric and Jesse do that I always like that they do is they, they try to guess each other's number one spots. So You'll never guess my number one spot. I probably won't, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Okay. And I'm going to say Julia and Julia. No. Okay. Never okay. saw the movie. I actually want to, but um, I never got around to it. Okay. How about me? You got You got a number one spot for me? I'm guessing that your number one is probably Ratatouille. It is not Ratatouille. Uh, it's got to be on your top five, though. <laughs> All right, I'll start off. Uh, number five for me is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> I like fun movies. <laughs> I'm a simple person. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the better, like, I guess the category is, like, stoner movie. Like, Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Like, it's just one of those, like off-the-wall kind of comedies that you're just like, what? you got to be high to enjoy this. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It, I was looking up food-related movies. <laughs> yes, I had to look it up because I wasn't... Sh look, my brain doesn't work that well, all right? So I'm looking it up, and I'm just like, I haven't seen any but except maybe seven of these, so this top five is going to be cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, like, there's a lot of them I haven't seen, and... and you know, the only reason I even said Julia and Julia is because it was on that list. I haven't seen it before, but I was like, eh, if he thinks I can't guess it, maybe it's one of the ones I haven't seen before, you know? So, gotcha. but of what was given to me, what was available, and, and you know, what I seen and could think of, Harold and Kumar would definitely make the number five spot. So how about you? What's, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is The Stuff. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> okay, so The Stuff was a movie that came out in uh, 1985. 
Uh, it is a cult classic horror movie that uh, the the premise behind it was that this meteor crashes on Earth, and uh, inside of it is kind of like uh, kind of like the blob. It's just like this white stuff, and this guy, for whatever reason, you know, comes across it and puts his finger in it and tastes it. Of course he does, because you know that's what you should do when a meteor crashes right in front of you. Um, he actually, you know, really enjoys it, and he starts eating a little bit of it. But as he eats it, it takes over his body and his mind, and then it's self kind of replicating. So um, it uses him to launch uh, the product called the stuff, which is like the hottest new food market item, you know, that you could get. And it's just the alien kind of like packaging itself and selling it to people's homes where they eat it and then it takes over their bodies and, you know, does it that way. And this, so this is your kid, number five. <laughs> this is my number five, yes, okay. absolutely. The special effects were great for, for the mid-80s. Um, the plot was like, you know, consumerism and, you know, people being sheeple and everything like that. Um, the acting was cheesy and terrible, but... Again, it has charm to it. That's the part that I like about it, is it's charming. But so did Good Burger. <laughs> I, know, I know! Actually, you know what's funny? Good Burger did not make my top five list. Yeah, that's funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Andy Diaz, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so the stuff is your number five. Yeah, the number... stuff. It's, I, it's actually still on Netflix. I recommend watching it. Because it's not even that long of a movie. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes, I think. That sounds way too long for an Andy recommendation. Or excuse Man, me, let me let me keep up with the uh, with the uh, theme of the podcast here. That sounds way too long, like a message, uh, a recommendation from Diaz himself. <laughs> yeah, last names. Weirdos. Since on this podcast, we refer to each other as last names. Uh, my number four is Ratatouille. All right, hide brighter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> my number four is Ratatouille, as you kind of guessed. Yeah, I knew it had to be on your top ten list somewhere, and I knew that you 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 kind of have like a little like food on for uh, Patton Oswalt too. Uh, not so much for Patton Oswalt. I just really like that movie. What what about what about it strikes a chord with you? Um, I feel like it's a movie that I would have thoroughly enjoyed as a child, and probably okay. would have would have made me you know realize I want to become a chef earlier in life, so I could have actually become a chef. <laughs> so. You know. It's not too late, Lyle. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Hide brighter. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it, Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I really like it. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those kids' movies that just kind of keeps, I, there's some lines in there that are just hysterical to me, and they're probably not mm -hmm. supposed to be as funny as they actually are. Like, there's this one line that one of the fat rats say to, you know, Ratatouille, uh, <laughs> referring to eating garbage as opposed to good food, once you get past the gag reflex, there's a whole world of opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just lines like that that just makes me crack up in that movie. And it's just, you know, stuff that I take way out of context and put it elsewhere. And Like I do with most, you know, kids' movies that are funny. Yeah. Like, you know. Although looking back on it, like, there is one thing that, that we cannot make this a legitimate countdown to Geek Town uh, podcast because we have not used the F word nearly as much as those guys do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what can I say? People from the North have a little bit more class, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> 
And now everyone in the South is collectively using F-words on us. Oh, yeah, no, this will be the last time that we're doing this, probably. (laughs) Anyway, my number four is uh, probably another one that you probably haven't seen, but uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Wait, is that a sequel to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? It absolutely is. See, now why was that not on any of the lists that I've seen? I completely forgot about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I because those lists are stupid and yeah that's what honestly I like I did not need internet research for this because I already I already had I already had my my food movies that's because your brain well, works different than most people's probably you're right oh my god Andy's brain works as what is the most obscure thing I could possibly think of that I actually enjoy oh I know I like attacking the killer tomatoes make it even better I really like the sequel return of the killer tomatoes you know the one I that really probably, do love the sequel the one that probably about 7500 people worldwide has ever seen or heard of that's the one I you know, like you know who stars in it that like you know people a lot of people forget he starred in it Dwayne but Dwayne like Johnson. no Chris Farley no I'm out of ideas George Clooney really George Clooney starred starred in that movie I did not know that. Yeah, it also has the guy that originally played um, Gomez Adams from the from the uh, the black yeah. and white Adams family yeah. show. Yeah, as the doctor. Um, oh man, that's such a great movie. That's another one that's worth looking up. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is All absolutely right. hilarious and corny and cheesy. Oh, Kathy Ireland's in it. <laughs> On to my number three. <laughs> um. Another kid's movie. I don't care. I, I freaking love this movie. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> Not the sequel, though. The first one. You know what? I do enjoy the sequel. Um, Not as much. But yeah, the, the first one is the one that captured the magic for me and just made me realize how much I enjoy the movie and everything like that. Because the first time I seen it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it, whatever. Actually, fun fact, the reason I ever watched it was because... Um, I was being cheap one year for Christmas, and instead of, you know, buying gifts, I was making DVDs. <laughs> I was making uh, okay. DVDs that's, for everyone. That's neat. And one of my nieces, you know, I was like, oh, I'll get her this kid's movie. This seems like, you know, something new that she would enjoy, so I got it for her. And I'm like, well, let me make sure it's, you know, works properly and everything like that. There's not, like, weird subtitles or all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> 50 minutes in, there's just a giant dick clipped into the middle of it. So... I watched the entire thing, and I was surprisingly enjoying it. Like, I'm watching through it, and just like the little things that they put in there, like the the main character, uh, Flint Lockwood, has a Nikola Tesla poster hanging up in his in his in his room, you know, as like Nikola. <laughs> oh yeah, Nikola Tesla. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hiccuping, all right? Shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> there's <laughs> that, and there's... <laughs> how do you pronounce Sorry, it? Sorry, go ahead. How do you pronounce Nikolai. it? Nikolai. Whatever. Tesla. He had a Tesla <laughs> it's Nick- poster, right? Nikolai Tesla. All right, how about this for an F-bomb? Go fuck yourself, Andy. <laughs> so... <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> there's that. There was... Uh, Mr. T was in it. Uh, or excuse me, Mr. Ty, I'm sure it is for you. <laughs> Don't tell me how to fucking pronounce the English language. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. T was in it. That was a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of stars in it, actually. Uh, so, it, like, a lot of SNL people were in it. 
Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. Just the monkey. I like the animation style, like the, 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 the quick, rapid movements with the 3D animation. Yeah, yeah, that was good, too. Yeah, just, it was just a fun movie altogether. And again, yeah. you know, lines from the movie that were just funny, out of context. <laughs> yeah, true. Shit, lines from the movie that were funny in context. Like, it was a funny movie. Like, <laughs> it wasn't exactly adulterated, but still fun. Doesn't have to be, you know, F-bombs all the time. Countdown to Geek Town. Um, what's your number? And, and, a good me- <laughs> and, and a good message is that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different. It's okay to pronounce it Nicola. <laughs> you say so. Fuck you. What's your number three? <laughs> uh, my number three is uh, actually probably a well-known movie. Um, finally. <laughs> yep, finally. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Really? Uh, that is my number three. Hmm. Um, I enjoyed it as a kid. Uh, it, it had, it was one of those rare few kids movies. Okay, so when I grew up, uh, well, when I was growing up, uh, my mom, <laughs> yeah, my mom introduced me. Yeah, <laughs> my mom introduced me to a lot of horror movies, like a lot of horror movies. I was watching Vincent Price movies in the same token that people were watching Disney movies, and I was loving every minute of it. And, um. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was one of those movies that was a kid's movie, but it clearly had elements that were supposed to disturb and unnerve you. It did to me. And I appreciated that. It absolutely did to me. That scene where he's uh, riding the uh, Wonka-mobile, and it's just like the the black and red flashing lights and everything like that, and he just starts yelling. That bothered me for some reason. A lot. Yeah, and the nonchalantness that he had about like all the kids being like gone or disappeared, and you never, you never have any closure on the whereabouts of those kids. Like the kid fell down a fucking shaft, and there they go another up bump, and uh, you know, you know, to the an incinerator, and yeah. he's like, you know, oh well, they may have a chance to get out of their life. Let's move on. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what. Okay, I'm just going to say this right now. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Gene Wilder. They should have never remade it. <laughs> no, not at all. The Tim Burton, Johnny Depp version, my God, that was one of the biggest problems I had with it. The fact that instead of you know just showing what happened and Willy Wonka just moves on, it, it's always uh, – like for perfect example, what I always give people, when Augustus Gloop falls into the Chocolate River, in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, you know, his mom is screaming, help, help, he can't swim. Well, there's never been a better time to learn. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's his way to deal with it. Whatever, they'll suck him up, it'll be taken care of. Meanwhile, I have to contaminate, I have to uh, take care of this contaminated chocolate. That sucks. You know, who cares about this fatty? My chocolate is ruined. The Johnny Depp version, on the other hand, he's like looking around like, okay, yeah, the tubes are going to take care of him. Oh, he'll be fine. Okay, now I can act nonchalant. Like, no, leave that part out. <laughs> and then it, He was just like a big kid. Like, I didn't like that about Willy Wonka. Like, I don't like the idea of him being just like a guy that never grew up. I kind of like the, the Gene Wilder approach where he's just like, he's, he's an old man that has been doing this for a very long time. So there's like very little that kind of like gets him excited. Yeah. Except for the stuff that actually matters. Yeah. And and again, at the end of the Johnny Depp version, they show the closure. They show the fact that the kids are, are fine and they made it out. And the one kid is all of a sudden incredibly flexible and all the other nonsense. Yeah, it's just, ugh, so bad. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, do you, what do you got for, for a two-spot? Uh, number two is waiting. You know what's funny? Hmm. So is mine. 
That movie. It is awesome. absolutely my number two. <laughs> that movie's awesome. I love that movie. It really is. I mean, everything about it. Like, I love Ryan Reynolds' character, but like, you know, um, oh, what the hell is his name? Um, Ed Ed Long. Justin Long. Justin Long. Thank you. Yeah. I always get him and Edward Furlong mixed up. <laughs> Yeah, Justin Long does a wonderful job as the, you know, teenager fresh out of high school, not really sure what to do with his life uh, approach. Ryan Reynolds being the teenager fresh out of high school, I don't really care what's going to happen with my life. I'm just going to do what I can in the meantime. You know? <laughs> the, the, yeah, uh, and, like, the, the, the portrayal of the people that work there, like, I don't know if you've ever worked in uh, food before. I have. Um, <laughs> And, like, how close is that menagerie, like, mix-up of staff, like, it's, close to the people that you would actually work with? It's it, – that's one of the things that makes this movie so high on my on my, on my my ranking for me because it's damn close. Like, <laughs> we had we had the, the manager that took his job way too seriously. We had, like, the crazy woman that has been there way too long. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we had all of that. We had, like – the, the dishwashers that didn't care about anything other than getting high and, you know, t- think that they were better than everyone, but everyone looked down on them. <laughs> you know, we had all that stuff. We had the guy that wasn't really sure what to do with his life and, you know, th- th- the whole nine. We, we had it all. We didn't have a dishwasher yeah. that would dish out sage advice. We did not have that. <laughs> no, I, I actually, the in because uh, I used to work at Wawa, and um, oh, we actually see, had, like... Hmm? Go ahead. I was going to say, I was referring to, I worked at an actual restaurant. I worked at Denny's. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't work at an actual restaurant. I worked at Wawa, which, I mean, we still dealt with food and other things for customers, but we still kind of had the same diversified staff because we did have to make food there on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like deli sandwiches, and we had to slice meats and everything like that and then, like, do, like, the hot sandwiches and the soups and stuff. But, you know, it was – um. It was. It had some similarities, and we we had the old lady that was retired. That all she did was she worked to do uh, the coffee. Like that, that she ran the coffee station, and that was it. And she was never too afraid to give her two cents on anything or how to like guide people's lives or whatever. Like she was the sage advisor. That all she would do was give somebody a pot of coffee and then tell them about how they should go about the rest of their day to make <laughs> like the best use of their attitude. I'm like, man. <laughs> we um. What's funny though is is we did have the ongoing battle between the cooks and the servers, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up when you see it in waiting because you know the servers will go up to the cooks and be like, oh guys, I need this for my table, you forgot to put it on there, and then all of a sudden they look at you like you're an asshole, like, <laughs> like you did something wrong, like it was on the order, just give me my blue cheese. Right. <laughs> Come on, you're screwing this up, and you know it, it it's terrible because. I guess it's because as a server, you know any mistake the cook makes is going to reflect on your tip. The cook's getting paid the same no matter what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what kind of sucks about the whole thing. But it, it really does pinpoint exactly what goes on in a restaurant. Like, it, it is the cooks and the servers don't like each other during shift hours, but as soon as everyone clocks out, it's just where are we all getting fucked up at. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> Oh, loved it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I've, oh, that movie. Like, I, it's still pretty high in my, uh, my DVD case. Like, it's always on, on the ready, and I, I, I see it every once in a while. I periodically pop it in just to be like, all right, I, 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 I could use a good laugh. Yeah, I do. Oh, Andy Melanakis serenade me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, if I can do with one thing without that movie. <laughs> uh, I Listen, don't like bitch. Milanakis. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, bitch. What makes you think I won't cut you? What makes you think I won't cut you? <laughs> what um, what do you think my number one is now? Now that you know what the rest of my top four is, you have a different opinion or? Um, I'm trying to think because if you, uh, hmm. Actually, I have no idea. It's it's Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. Willy Wonka is your number one. Willy Wonka is hands down my number one food movie. Oh my god, I freaking love that movie. Which is why I was trying to hold back my passion for how much hatred I have for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you did actually a pretty good job. I was thinking you were kind of attacking it a little hard, but like I, I didn't think that it was because you already had something pre-established for oh, like your number one god, spot. God, I hated that remake. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory should have never been touched. They should have left it as Gene Wilder's movie and just moved on. If anything, the only way you could ever make a sequel or a remake or a, a parody of it was to cast Richard Pryor as Willy Wonka. It just completely turned the whole thing into like an urban spin. That would have been hysterical, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Fair point, I suppose. See, I'm just going to throw this out there. Originally, when me and Andy were talking about what movie we should do for this episode... I wanted to do the Richard Pryor, Willy Wonka movie, or, yeah, Willy Wonka, Jesus, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, uh, to which his response was, oh, the movie with the wrestler Kane? No, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder are a stellar combination, and even alone, they do wonderful. Blazing Saddles, incredible movie. You know, like, uh, Young Frankenstein, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Gene Wilder is just a treasure that this world will never have another one of again. I, I, he's just an incredible actor to me. Um, and it, it definitely shows in Willy Wonka. I mean, this is a kid's movie. He completely went out of, out of his element for this movie and didn't, wasn't allowed to drop any F-bombs or anything like that and was just knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Agreed. Um... Did you see, uh, by by any chance, uh, related to Willy Wonka, the Funnier Die sketch where they had uh, Christopher Lloyd play play as Willy Wonka? Yes. <laughs> yes that is hilarious. Did. Yes, that's really <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, like I, I could see if they wanted to do a remake, I could totally see Christopher Lloyd being Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, they, they did it as a horror movie instead of a kid's movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I would totally watch a full-fledged movie of that. And you know what the greatest thing is? <laughs> you know, it, it's stuff like that that no matter how it's done, it's always done well. Like, Futurama did a great Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory episode. Family yeah. did a great Willy Wonka episode. Then Funny or Die did the thing with Christopher Lloyd. And then Tim Burton was like, I'm gonna try to remake the whole movie. And no, Tim Burton, leave certain things alone. <laughs> go, make another, go make another weird claymation movie with skeletons and all the edgy goth kids will love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright, so this kind of makes me a little bit embarrassed about my, my top one, but I am oh, me. God. You know that. You want to take a guess? <laughs> I mean, if it's something I don't know, then I don't know what a guess will do, but... <sighs> Fair enough. I, I don't know. I give up. Alright, so my number one is a movie called Slammin' Salmon. <laughs> what? Okay, now, if you don't take any of my other recommendations to heart, <laughs> you have to do this one. Because this movie, it's it's waiting if done by the same people that did Super Troopers and Beer Fest. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. It's about it's about a high class restaurant that is run and owned by uh, Michael Clark Duncan, who plays a retired boxer, uh, the champ, and um, the basis of the movie is that he is a you know world world traveler and he went to Asia and uh, he lost a bet with an Asian man for a ridiculous amount of money, and the only way for him to get that money back is uh through his restaurant and the 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 time delay that he has on it is like not very much time so in one night they have to make this ridiculous amount of money and uh so it just goes through their one night at this high-end restaurant and all the characters all the all the stuff that they get into um the champ and his shenanigans like michael clark duncan is amazing in this movie he's the funniest i have ever seen him uh and especially it's so sad to think that we're never going to get that kind of performance again um but like, uh, like there, there's the guy, uh, like a Greek guy on the waiting staff. His name is uh, Guy Madropides, and uh, he calls his staff into the office to tell them about this whole thing. And he's like, you know, who the hell is Guy Meat Drapes? Like, <laughs> uh, that's that's Madropides, sir. Like, really? Drapes. How come it doesn't say like that? Or how come it doesn't sound like that when I say it? Um. <laughs> Who the hell is guy meat drapes? No, it's just, it's just it, it, the whole thing is freaking hilarious. Um, so much that goes into it, and uh, I love the ending too. And it's it's such a great movie. It's the same reason why Waiting is a great movie, but like ramped up to eleven because like not only do you get two good performances out of it, the entire staff is a great character with a great comedic performance. And Michael Clark Duncan steals the show for me. I'm sorry. He he's better in that movie than than Ryan Reynolds is in waiting. Wow. I I I definitely want to check it out now based on that. Like most of the time it's kind of like when Eric and Jesse recommend something to one another where it's like, yeah, I'll check that out ten months from now maybe. <laughs> but but this time I'm being honest when I say I think I'm actually going to check that out. Slam and salmon it's called. Yeah, slam and salmon. You yeah, will I, not regret it. I kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, you want to know something great? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I just realized something as you were doing your whole review there on slam and salmon. We don't have to name this episode, Andy. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to name this episode. <laughs> One of the things we usually do on our podcast, if you guys don't listen, uh, <clears throat> at the end of every episode of Side Splitters. Me and Andy usually take a minute or two to name the the episode, reflect on what we talked about, and name the episode. Uh, and it's usually something funny, usually something eye-catching or whatever. But in when you're listening to the episode, it might take 20, 30 seconds. In actuality, it'll take us a good half an hour to freaking name this episode. Sounds like we're comedic yeah. geniuses, and we're just so quick that we come up with it on the spot. But there's a lot of editing involved with that. <laughs> yeah, so actually... Uh... Come to think of it, since we have the audience that we do, uh, do you have any particular titles of episodes that, that stand out as your favorites? Episode of of our show? Yeah, ep episode titles. Um. Hmm. Why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of like one flew into the cuckoo's nest because <laughs> it has a fun story behind it too. So I, I always liked Ham Wallets for Harambe. <laughs> Ham Wallace for Harambe is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I do like that. Um, the, um, 
<laughs> the hoo hoo dillies. Oh, dislocated hoo hoo dillies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dislocated hoo hoo dillies. I like that title too. Yeah. Uh, whimsy Stop. cheese. No, do not direct them to whimsy cheese. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Do do not do not check out whimsy cheese. That's the last thing we need. <laughs> We don't need more people going, you still haven't done this yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fair. my God. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our take on Countdown to Geek Town. I really don't know how they end this show. <laughs> um, well, I they just, just kind of say that they have stuff to do. I think Jesse goes to work. Um, <laughs> I think they usually talk about what they're going to review next week, but they didn't tell us that. <laughs> Um, I think actually, I think next week they're gonna do 300. Oh, see, that's boring. See, you can say that they're gonna do 300, but they didn't actually tell us personally, so we're gonna make it up. <laughs> yeah, actually, if we make a commitment on their show this week, then they have to abide by it next week, they right? They have to abide by it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like those Clearly. are the laws of podcasting. That's how it goes. Right, so next week uh, they're going to bring you um, the review of 300, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, come on, you're really giving them that? <laughs> yes! I love that movie. That's in my top ten. Yeah, but I don't want to see a review on 300. I want to see a review on Slam and Salmon. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, uh, you know, also, uh, Jesse and Eric, you guys should totally watch that movie too, because <laughs> more people need to be aware of it. It is fantastic. Even if you look up a clip on YouTube, any clip... Any clip on YouTube that you look up with that with that movie on it will make you laugh, guaranteed. I would personally recommend uh, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie already... And uh, WWE's Kane. Shut up. If you haven't seen that movie already, shame on you. Go watch it. It's hysterical. I'm telling you. That's like comedy gold right there. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Well, I uh, appreciate you, uh, long-time listeners, to, for, for Countdown to Geek Town to uh, bear with us for this time. And if you haven't bear with us, and I'm just talking to a room of crickets, then... Uh... I mean, if nothing else, at least, Jesse and, Eric, at least Jesse and Eric are probably still listening. I, I hope. Probably. Because... <laughs> If if they're even like you know halfway through by, by the time we're talking about like you know Deadpool's Nemesis Thumper they're like this is garbage. <laughs> oh, I guess we should probably advertise our our podcast. I mean, yeah, we said that it's called Side Splitters. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, side Dash Splitters is what you can look up. Uh, hyphen. Yeah, yeah. There's a hyphen in the middle of Side Splitters. Uh, at the Side Splitters always works too. Um, mm-hmm. And our website. <sighs> Which don't is... follow the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't follow the link that Countdown to Geek Town has on their website. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, how long has that been broken? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Eric said he didn't notice it for the longest time. He forgot that we changed, um, you know, websites. So can't really blame him that much. But no, that's actually on us then. Yeah, we're we're still gonna make fun of him for it though. Uh, but it's oh, uh, sidesplitters.libsyn.com. L-I-B-S-Y-N. Uh, so if you want to check us out, feel free. We post new episodes every Thursday, obviously, except this week, because Jesse and Eric are doing our show, and they're going to post it on Monday. Man, so I cannot to, wait to listen to that. Yeah, similar to Countdown to Geek Town fashion. Um, yeah, so if you want Jesse and Eric, go check them out over at Side Splitters, uh, and we hope you guys like what they do with the show, because we hope we like what they do with the show. <laughs> <laughs> My baby! So yeah, if you want to hear more of us, check us out over there. If not, well... Sorry to interrupt your show for a week. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll be back to your regularly scheduled Tennessee programming uh, at some point next week. 
Yeah. But I guess that's Sorry it. about the accent. I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> you offended me. <laughs> <laughs> it was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> I guess that's it for Countdown to Geek Town this week. Uh, I don't know how to close it, so we're going to do it the way we do it with side splitters. That'll do it for this week's episode of Countdown to Geek Town, episode number 58. My name is Lyle. And I'm Andy. <laughs> and we will see you guys probably never again. Yeah. Bye. Um, Dexter, uh, I, I just want to say that, well, I I'm really going to miss you a lot. And, um, I will always remember you, Dexter Reed, in my thoughts and in my heart. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. Um, Ed? Um, Ed? I'm not going anywhere, man. Oh. Countdown to Geek Town.